These are reflections of a humble scribe. The verses you'll hear presented in the next few minutes started as simple expressions of love and support of family life, and from there, the inspirations expanded into reflections of scripture, all behind the echoes of life experiences that were transcribed using rhyme and measure, meter and tempo, to capture the essence of those events in the story and poem you'll hear in this episode of Reflections of a Humble Scribe. This is Life Perspective. Brothers and sisters, in preparation for Pentecost, let us be reminded about what it means to be born of the Spirit. First, we have the ministry of John the Baptist and his testimony of the Spirit in the Gospel of John, chapter 1. John testified further, saying, I saw the Spirit come down like a dove from the sky and remain upon him. I did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, On whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Second, we have Jesus teaching Nicodemus about the reality of being born of the Spirit in John chapter 3. Jesus answered and said to him, Amen, amen, I say to you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can a person once grown old be born again? Surely he cannot re-enter his mother's womb and be born again, can he? Jesus answered, Amen, amen, I say to you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I told you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it wills, and you can hear the sound it makes, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Third, on the evening of the Last Supper, Jesus reveals this truth to his disciples in John chapter 14. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always. The Spirit of truth, which the world cannot accept, because it neither sees nor knows it, but you know it, because it remains with you and will be with you. I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me, because I live and you will live. On that day you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me, and whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit that the Father will send in my name, he will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Here again, Jesus is revealing another paradox of truth concerning the gift of the Holy Spirit. What a difficult concept for the disciples to grasp and for Jesus to teach in these few remaining hours before Jesus was arrested. That was the moment where the faith of the disciples was shaken and they were scattered 
fulfilling prophecy. But let us move forward to the point where the resurrected Jesus first appears to the disciples while they were all together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. The breath of God is the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the Advocate, the Paraclete, the Counselor, and the Spirit of Truth. Our Catechism, in paragraph 703, outlines this concept with such beauty. The Word of God and His breath are at the origin of the being and life of every creature. It belongs to the Holy Spirit to rule, sanctify, and animate creation, for He is God, consubstantial with the Father and the Son. Power over life pertains to the Spirit, for being God, He preserves creation in the Father through the Son. Now, let us move forward again to the book of Acts, where Simon Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, becomes empowered with the authority to deliver the Word of God with the same holy zeal of Jesus Christ. The ordinary, sinful fisherman is now transformed by the Spirit of Truth. In the book of Acts, chapter 4, Peter and John stand before the Sanhedrin to defend their preaching and healing ministry. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, answered them, Leaders of the people and elders, if we are being examined today about a good deed done to a cripple, namely, by what means he was saved, then all of you and all the people of Israel should know that it was in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. In his name this man stands before you healed. He is the stone rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. There is no salvation through anyone else, nor is there any other name under heaven given to the human race by which we are to be saved. Observing the boldness of Peter and John, and perceiving them to be uneducated, ordinary men, they were amazed, and they recognized them as the companions of Jesus. Then, when they saw the man who had been cured standing there with them, they could say nothing in reply. Please consider now this reflection on our small human perspective. Life is an awesome treasure that is given to many. Some consider it a burden. For others, it's an adventure of plenty. When you examine the influence one life can create, you find a chain reaction of purpose and desire and fate. But our perspective is so little and our perception seems so small, we question each circumstance, each fortune, each fall. Can there be some greater intelligence behind a master plan? Is it really so hard for us to recognize there is a designer beyond mere man? Dear Lord, forgive our pride and arrogance, which are a daily blind spot in our sight. Help us regain a true life perspective. Gift us with the spirit of truth to embrace the wisdom of your heavenly light. How easy it is for us in our fallen nature to focus on the immediate need or challenge instead of seeing the bigger picture. In many ways, we are similar to the disciples who were scattered at the arrest of Jesus. I pray that the spirit of truth will transform your walk 
and your faith in the risen Lord to take your ministry to the next level. Pray your way through the day and allow the Holy Spirit to remind you of all that Jesus taught. Be a reflection of Christ and expect miracles that change lives. The Word of God and His breath are at the origin of the being and life of every creature. Come, Holy Spirit, come. There's nothing worth more that could ever come close. No thing can compare your living hope. Your presence, Lord. I've tasted and seen of the sweetest of loves where my heart becomes free and my shame is undone your presence
Thank you for joining us for another episode of Reflections of a Humble Scribe. If you'd like more information about the show, please email the radio station at wsjf at stjoseph.cc. That email again is wsjf at stjoseph.cc. Please comment on the Reflections of a Humble Scribe show image post on our Facebook page at WSJF. You can also listen to Reflections of a Humble Scribe on the WSJF radio podcast site at wsjf-radio.com slash podcasts or find the Reflections podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time on Reflections of a Humble Scribe. Oh,